0: Welcome back to the Game Masters Academy. This is the show where we strive to help you make every one of your sessions great. Thanks for joining me. My name is Greg. Are you lost for ideas? Looking for creative ways that you can add elements to your game? Or if maybe you just enjoy theory crafting, world building, and uh, combat encounter creation then this is the right place for you. Uh, Thanks for joining me. Uh, We're going to get into another episode of World Builder. But before we do that, a couple quick announcements. The typed-up version of an overview of this particular world, as well as other additional goodies, can be found on my Patreon. Uh, The link is within the description for this particular episode. Uh, If you're catching it on YouTube, there's going to be a link in the comments as well as one on the about page. This whole world started with my thought process of what would happen if there was nowhere for spirits to go when humanoids died. And I thought that was an interesting idea and I didn't really know exactly how I would incorporate that into an actual D&D setting. And, uh... After thinking about things and, and figuring it out, I think I've come up with a, a decent explanation for how that could work. So the way that World Builder is designed to be set up is for uh, individuals that happen to be running games and looking for a unique setting that they could run a either a full campaign or a, a short campaign within. Um, if you're a player and you're listening to this and you think that this idea sounds great, um, please uh, feel free to show your uh, DM and see if there's a way to incorporate it. Uh, I think it also works great if you're on a Spelljammer campaign because this could be its own little world within your overall campaign as as you go through space. Hey guys, I want to take a second to talk about Describe. Describe. Uh, Describe is the Ennies award-winning website that specializes in descriptions and flavor text, music, sound effects, and ambiences that you can utilize to completely round out the immersion in your games. Uh, They just released a beta uh, of what's called Opus, which allows you to have Discord integration, meaning that you can utilize this for your online play. You can utilize this during your actual live sessions at a tabletop, where you can use the uh, Discord app and integration to create a playlist to allow you to use the sound effects that they have to bring life and round out the storytelling of your campaign. Uh, If you haven't had a chance to look at uh, Describe yet, I would strongly recommend that you do. I'll go ahead and post a link in the description, uh, as well as reminding you that if you use coupon code GMA at checkout, you'll be able to receive 10% discount on your first purchase. Uh, If you have not done so, uh, I do recommend that you do. Uh, as far as taking a look at it and getting an idea of what all they can provide for you, I highly recommend them. All right, let's get back to Thalania. So without further ado, let's get into world builder number three, Thalania, Land of Spirits. So we start off with the explanation here in prehistory, far, far long ago, lost to the ages Thelania was a world that was on the brink of disaster. Whether that was a magical disaster or a natural phenomenon, that is entirely up to how you want to run your game. But it was on the brink of disaster, and the citizens of the planet recognized the impending doom and reached out to a benevolent celestial Like most things, along the words of Wish or other game or reality-altering type spells, things did not go exactly how they were hoping. The Celestial uh, utilized their powers and helped the world save itself, either from their own folly or from a natural disaster of some kind, planet-ending asteroid, etc. And we're able to remove uh, Thalania from its current location and basically pull it to an alternative dimension, an extraplanar space, an extra-dimensional space, something along those lines. But in doing so, it got cut off from the Pantheon uh, that a traditional D&D setting would have. And so this planet is basically setting uh, alone. It's sitting adrift somewhere, completely alone. You look up at the sky at night, and there's no lights whatsoever around you, and there are no stars. There's just a black expanse. Um, Oddly, there is a sun, but that's more to do with the uh, celestial trying to create a means for this planet to still survive so you know put the planet in an orbit around a star there's not much else that this individual is able to do but this planet sets completely off from the usual reality and that causes some issues um first and foremost there's no pantheon which means there's no clerics so you have a world that exists with no divine magic. Now, you you still have uh, wisdom-based spellcasting druids uh, and whatnot, but as far as actual uh, divinity uh, touching individuals uh, or touching um, temples, things along those lines, that is completely removed. And so clerics do not exist within the world divine, uh, soul sorcerers also would not exist because there's no divinity there to provide them the powers that they are looking for. Um, any type of healing or, uh, that particular type of party role would be done with, um, either a druid, uh, I guess, uh, an artificer could fulfill that role, uh, paladins would still exist off of the power of their word they just wouldn't be devout paladins and so you have this world that's removed from that but in it being removed from divinity, it's also removed from the lower planes as well demons, devils are not part of this world and therefore the only tieflings, uh, tieflings that you would be able to find on Thalania would be those that could trace their lineage back to individuals that were tieflings before the uh actual planet was pulled into this extra-dimensional space um celestial warlocks would be specifically um individuals that are connected to this benevolent celestial and then you know fiend warlocks Um, Things along those lines would not exist because, again, there's, there's no connection here to these other planes. It is a world truly set apart from everything else. And so this event happened, and the planet then is floating in space around its singular star with a completely blank night sky. And as time progresses, these things become lost to uh, legend. They become lost to the mysteries of ancient events that uh, occur within history. And so this just becomes a way of life for this planet where they don't realize that they've actually been removed from a different reality. Um, as we talk about the lack of connection to the Lower planes, uh, we start getting into why the world is described as the land of spirits. Because if we have no connection to some of the Lower planes, when humanoids die, their body, their spirit, I should say, their bodies die, but their spirits now have nowhere to go. And so the entire planet is filled with dead spirits and ghosts Of former citizens uh, of the planet I would say most of the spirits are benevolent their their life choices that they made allowed them to die at peace uh, and by dying at peace or dying in a way that was their choosing as a heroic last stand or something along those lines they come back as a uh, ghost using the ghost stat block but they would be Um, benevolent spirits that just exist. And as they are filling throughout the streets uh, and the cities and the wilds, they are able to converse and interact with the citizens that are still living. And it kind of creates an interesting dynamic because you're left with PCs as well as NPCs and civilians of your cities that now have a source of knowledge of people basically that have existed and or spirits that have existed for an incredibly long time on the planet most of these spirits would probably have been dead longer than they have been alive and so you have this dynamic of exchange Um, potentially these spirits still hold places of not so much power but places of advisor Um, providing additional information and additional skill to the living that are there. Um, There is a treasure trove of a library called the Reliquary that is uh, basically a sunburst. Uh, So it's a central hub with 12 arms expanding off of it. And those 12 arms uh, just represent different... Um, schools of magic, different uh, utilizations that can be done, Um, just the basic and the treasure trove of knowledge um, from all of these different spirits and uh, different people that have experienced these things. So the conversation quickly turns into, how do we keep past events mysterious? Because again, if you don't have some sort of mysteries within your world and then places that have the answers that aren't just readily available to everybody, you don't have an interesting, in my opinion at least, you don't have an interesting or an immersive world when everything is just presented to you. And so um, what we are looking at here are the introduction now of something that would remove these spirits from being able to access or be able to give their information to the party. And so we come across what is called a Reaver. Uh, a Reaver is a homebrew monster that I've created specifically for Thalania. Uh, it's basically a monstrosity. Uh, And the idea behind the reaver is that it's able to consume the spirits that it captures, and in that consumption, it can heal itself. So with multiple reavers on the planet, um, marauding around as monstrosities, not very high intelligence, they're just hungry you're able to, as a DM, keep your mysteries. Maybe the only five spirits that have the knowledge of X, Y, and Z that your party is looking for, um, there's been reports that, you know, two of them have uh, succumbed to reavers that have attacked their location and consumed them, removing that information from play. And so it provides a need for the party to find the ones that are hidden, as well as potentially to fend off reaver attacks. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. Additionally, the idea behind a ghost and possession Uh, I thought was interesting, but what if possession by a ghost wasn't bad? And what I mean by that is, what if when one of these ghosts possesses a party member or additional NPC, it actually provides them some sort of a benefit as well as having an additional character that they can either roleplay as or interact with? And so something that's unique to Thelania uh, is something that's called soul linking. And that's the idea where as an individual, if you're able to um, connect uh, just like you would with typical relationship wise, uh, just connect with good chemistry to one of these spirits, then both parties may decide to soul link. And uh, Soul Link is just a, an idea of providing a connection between the individuals and these uh, NPC ghosts, but also providing an additional benefit. Uh, in, when I did this a little bit with my uh, testing, uh, I do have a little tiny test group. Shout out to all of them. I appreciate every one of you. Uh, I made sure to have them uh, control their spirits as well as uh, you know, role play as them and really establish this relationship and this connection between the characters and the spirits that they are currently possessed with. And those spirits provide a benefit that is somehow related to the spirit's past. So we had one individual that was a herringon, and the benefit that the spirit gave was a, a bonus Uh, Of your basically being proficient in initiative rules. Somebody else uh, had a connection with a spirit and it gave them blind fighting as the spirit was basically their eyes for them. So the idea here is you create the backstory for your character but you also create the backstory for your spirit and have them work in tandem or connection together. So a lot of times when I'm you know running a game, I'm gonna run everything um, as far as NPCs are concerned that aren't player characters. So NPCs, even if um, something like uh, you know Matt Mercer does in Critical Role, like he uh, role plays as the familiars for the party. So even things along those lines. Um, typically would be done by the uh, game master in in this particular instance i thought it would be and i ended up being uh kind of correct but i thought it would be a cool idea to give each party member or each uh, player the opportunity to not only run their character but also their spirits character Uh, and so they have this opportunity to to work off of each other um, you can create some tension potentially if the spirit is of a completely opposite uh, personality than the actual uh, players themselves or the characters themselves. Um, similar to uh, the nail bonds uh, that occur with in the Stormlight Archive by Brandon Anderson where you have um, nice radiance connected to their spren. It's a similar concept, slightly different, but It's it's a good analogy. And so... uh, But the idea then is... Your uh, players have this additional information. I think the easiest way to prevent your players from having bonded to something... That would give all of the information away... Is have the spirits that the players bond with be relatively new deaths. In doing this, we prevent the spirits from having excessive knowledge... That again removes mystery but at the same time has an explanation in world as to why they don't. And so as we walk through the cities um, that are inhabited on the planet of Thalania, there are a multitude of spirits um, that are drifting around. They would interact, they would have a conversation, they would speak out to you. Uh, Just again, it's just additional NPCs as a game master for us to run that we can either create personalities for or just kind of have passing conversations for Uh, and then the the players have their soul link spirits that are providing them an additional buff Uh, the buffs that i went for were any proficiency any sort of fighting style or the magic initiate feat so potentially an opportunity to gain uh, a single spell and uh, cantrips. So that was what I had the boons be or the buffs be from the soul link. And the player, the PC, has that ability as long as they're linked with their spirit. Now, as we come back to the reaver, uh, again, the stat block is on my pat- uh, Patreon, but uh, one of the abilities that the reaver has is the ability to sever the soul link and then steal the spirit from the party. And as it steals the spirit from the party, they are trapped with inside the reaver until they're consumed. And then upon destroying the reaver, it releases the spirits that it has trapped, but it also erases their memory and potentially turns them from being benevolent to being malevolent going around and uh, doing the typical things that you would expect a ghost to do if it was encountering a party. And so that is the mechanic, as we call it, that would prevent there being an overpopulation of spirits to humanoids. Because obviously, if you've got a world where when people die, there's only spirits that exist, then you're going to very easily overpopulate the spirits to living people ratio extremely quickly. And so we need some kind of mechanic that's going to prevent the spirits from just becoming dramatically more populous or a dramatically higher in number than the rest of the living that are there. And so, now that we have all of that established, what this particular main plot line for this uh, campaign would be uh, is two things. One, how are reavers created? And so, we want to either have some sort of uh, ghostly mage, uh, maybe a lich, something along those lines that's potentially using them to gather souls so that way it can feed its phylacteries. Uh, and so the party is on a quest to discover who it is that's in charge of this, you know, creating these monstrosities. Uh, and then uh, the overarching major plot line for this particular campaign is uncovering the truth of what their world is and then slowly finding a way to basically reconnect it to the mortal realm, which would cause all sorts of crazy things to happen. But uh, I think that the, uh, the idea of reconnecting and reestablishing itself within the mortal realm is an interesting plot. And there's a very good chance that in doing something like that, that's going to be directly opposed to what a decent majority of the people are wanting. Um, you lose your spirits, you lose the treasure of information that they provide, you lose all of those things because those spirits now have a pe- uh, somewhere to go. They have the underworld that they can now go to um, now that they're dead. And so I think that as a party, um, doing that uh, potentially would be um, something that the Celestial is able to provide as a uh, source of like, hey, this is what you should be going and doing. Um, also, it's possible that the the Druids, you know, I mentioned them at the very beginning, uh, the Druids exist. Druids do not like the undead. They obviously see that as a uh, abomination to the natural order of things. And so maybe there is... A druid con you know enclave that is going out of its way to hire the party to do something and the party doesn't really know what it is that they're doing until it's too late things are already set in motion and you go from there utilizing this concept I think provides us with a, a unique opportunity to really focus in on role play. Um, there's a opportunity here for you to to you know ping ideas back and forth with your spirits Um, provide information that your spirits may know but maybe the spirit would refuse to give that information to the party and obviously that would be up to the player if their player is controlling that spirit Um, but also uh, it's an opportunity where most likely the party understands the players individuals understand what has happened they understand why things are the way they are Uh, whether it's because they listen to this or uh, you can kind of give them a brief history of what's going on and so the players may understand something but the characters wouldn't and that's an interesting way to i don't want to say force someone but it, it does kind of force an individual to have to think about things the way their character would because their character wouldn't know about the planes or the gods or cleric classes or things along those lines and so it can kind of help uh, along those ideas as far as uh, role-playing is concerned and really uh, helping individuals uh, I you know dial in on what their character would know compared to what they know and that is Thelania land of spirits Uh, Thanks for joining me. I appreciate you. Um, Again, feel free to swing on through the Patreon. Um, Available just for free, just for joining, Um, is going to be a type-up that kind of goes over some of the basic key points of Thelania itself. Uh, And then there are going to be additional goodies depending on the tiers that are available. Um, The Reaver is available, the uh, Reliquary, as well as Uh, It's spiritual leader, uh, Virgil Flampot. It's an old crusty wizard that forgot what it was like to be alive. So uh, if uh, you want to swing on through there, uh, that would be great. I would greatly appreciate it. And for those of you that are unable or unwilling to, I appreciate you as well. Thank you for joining me, and I'll look forward to uh, chatting with you again in the next one. And as always, let's let the dice decide.